Welcome to Cure Chronic, a place where we have deep conversations and hear amazing stories about chronic disease and more. Here's your host, Becky Gale. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really excited to announce a lovely guest. She's actually coming back to us. Her and I had a conversation earlier on this year. She has rheumatoid arthritis. She has a chronic wellness radio show. And she has a brand new podcast. Her podcast is called Chronically Driven. Today we talk about how we help our chronic diseases with natural remedies, meditation, self-love, and so, so much more. And so let me just welcome her back. Welcome back, Sandra. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about your podcast? Absolutely. Well, thank you for asking. It has just launched. It is called Chronically Driven. And the podcast basically came about as an offshoot of a radio show that I've been doing for just over two years called Chronic Wellness. And when that um, crazy cocoa virus came in, we have to come up, we have to stay inside. So I had to bring everything online. And I thought, I am going to do a podcast. So Chronically Driven is basically my brand and my mantra of being in the driver's seat when it comes to our health and wellness, mind, body, and soul. And it is, it's a platform to bring awareness, bring, just have conversations around what is it like to be in charge of your health and wellness, even if you are not in perfect health. And that's really exciting too, because I think that there are so many people out there that have chronic illness that don't realize how much they need that mind, body, soul connection in order to be healthy. You know, I think that we live in a society nowadays where we're so like surrounded by fast paced things and technology and I have to be here at this time and blah, 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 that we don't take time to think about what our bodies need, let alone the fact that our our brains are disconnected from our emotions, which are disconnected from our souls and our spirit and what we're, what we're really here for. So I think, I think what you're doing is, is amazing. Yeah. And it's super, it's super fun to be able to, to do that, to do that platform and be able to reach it, reach it out for others. Now Mm -hmm. your podcast, what, um, what is that that you're doing? So I have a podcast for people with chronic disease to just have a voice my main goal is to create more awareness and more more understanding towards all chronic illnesses across the board because i think that there's just such a misunderstanding towards you know how they affect people how they affect people so differently how how much people are invalidated and not heard and so many more different things that are just number one outrageously frustrating but also it causes people to be misdiagnosed for years and be mistreated for years as well and so I think what I'm trying to do at the end of the at the end of the day with this podcast is give it like give these people a voice and create this awareness about chronic disease so that people can be diagnosed faster and people can be validated and people can be heard because not one person on this planet can tell you how you feel or how you're supposed to feel. It doesn't matter. And so that's why I think this podcast is a really cool platform because it's number one, it's a safe environment, but also have a platform so that, you know, I'm not going to tell them, Oh, you should do this or you should do that. Or you should have done this. You should have done that hundred percent. No. Um, but I will 
let them know that, you know, you could change other people's lives because of your story. So I think that's what's so important about this podcast anyways. That's really powerful because allowing people to tell their stories, and we're talking about people with chronic, chronic conditions, we don't often get to do that outside of a medical situation. That's where we, that's where we tell our stories. And that the, the balance of not really the power struggle, but it's, you know, it's, it, that's, that's a very yep. different scenario. And then when we tell our stories, we don't often talk about them just in general conversation because there's sometimes, you know, there's, there's a stigma about that or the responses yeah. that we get. It doesn't feel like people want to hear that or they're trying mm -hmm. to solve it or fix it or give us advice. So your platform coming on Cure Chronic and being able to tell a story just like I did is so amazing for people because I think we all learn from each other as well from mm -hmm. hearing those stories and the, the, the fact I think it's also empowering for someone to come on and be and be a guest to be able to have that platform and to be able to talk the real and and be real about it yeah I think that's the huge thing too, because like this platform, you can say anything. Like if you're mad at your doctor, have at her. Like, yeah, there are so many people out there that, you know, it's, what is it called? The white coat syndrome or whatever it is. And, and it's where, you know, people think that your doctor's always right. And that's not the case. Not, well, not always the case. Some, a lot of people have good doctors and whatever, but, you know, and then you trust your doctor and you realize that they're actually wrong, but also you feel inferior to them because they're the doctor when that's not the case. You're both people. That's just their job title. So, um, and you're right. I mean, I think that both of our platforms as well, it offers an outlet for them to talk about what they had to go through because no doctor is going to listen to, well, I'm stereotyping doctors again, but not a lot of doctors will actually sit there and say, okay, tell me your life story. What happened? And when did you start feeling sick? They're, they're not going to do that, you mm -hmm. know? And so like when, when you have a platform that comes down to, okay, well, this is when I started feeling sick, but this is what actually happened right before I started feeling sick. So it's like a whole timeline. And I actually, um, I'm, I think I'm going to start writing a book because mm. I truly believe that there's, there's almost like a graph that you could follow um, with when it comes to chronic illness and not all chronic illness. It's a, again, I'm stereotyping chronic, chronic illness here, but it's almost like here you are as a healthy human being. Then there's a series of events and it kind of just this, 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 and then you get sick and then you get even more sick and then whatever. And then you're diagnosed or it could be like whatever. And then you take medications and you kind of get better and this and that. But then as soon as you have some type of mind, body, spiritual healing, whatever that is, it's Reiki, ayahuasca, meditation, something, I don't know, doTERRA, whatever. Um, you go so much farther um, in terms of your healing than you probably could have with just sheer medication, right? And that's mostly because, and like, again, this is just my opinion, but I, I truly believe that because I think a huge portion of what we're dealing with is the fact that medication is just medication. It's a Band-Aid. There's a reason that you're sick. And that reason, once you get down to the actual underlying 
reason, that's how you get better. Whether that's trauma, repressed emotions, something that you that had happened to you deep down inside. And that could be total and and that could that it might not even be trauma. It could be something like you're just a workaholic and your body's telling you to stop, mm-hmm. right? And it's like a series of events. It's like, okay, I did this at work and this, 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 and this, and this, and all of a sudden I got really, really, really sick. It's a, and along that path where you were working, 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 your body was trying to tell you that stop, 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 but you just ignored it. And, and anyways, so, you know, that's why I think that I kind of went on a huge rampage here, but I think that having these podcasts gives people an understanding as to how that works in terms of like what we can do to be better to ourselves, whether it's you're taking more time for yourself, you're meditating a little bit more. Like every single one of my podcasts have really amazing advice at the very end. It's like, take care of yourself, advocate for yourself, make sure you put yourself before other people because there are so many people that do the complete opposite of that. So, you know, and then having that mind-body connection and that spiritual connection as well, whether you have a faith or you don't, or if you just believe in a higher power, it doesn't really matter as long as you know that there's something up there protecting you. Mm -hmm. And that something might be something other than the pharmacy and the prescription drugs. Yes. Yes. I mean, like one (laughs) one of the things that I'm so passionate about is that us as individuals should be empowered to take responsibility for our our health and wellness and part of the thing is like i was trying to think of well if you were only going to figure out symptom control and symptom management if you're only trying to do that and like you say not investigating the root cause of what that was you're really giving over any of your involvement to that you're out you're saying just you know come come here and just just fix me but our own responsibility if we were looking for education if we're interested in a topic we would not only read the pamphlet or the book that someone gave us and think okay great thank you we expand we look into things we have to be we have to be in the in our driver's seat and so many people and understandably so when you first get diagnosed with something it is all new to you. You have to, in a lot of times, reach out for that support through um, finding a treatment that works or things like that. And that's valid. But then that shouldn't be what you're doing for like side effect management. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that, talking about the different, the different yep. side effects. But, Bad. you know, taking your medication and then managing your side effects with another layer of medication managing you become i referred to it once that it basically becomes like a toxic soup and you know how people talk Mm -hmm. about um global warming and taking care of the environment we need to think about this our mind body and soul as our planet Mm -hmm. and we need to be careful what we expose that to what we put into it what we put on it and if we're always bombarded with a different level of a pharmaceutical fix, we, it becomes a toxic environment mm-hmm. and you need to, that's not healthy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think you're so you're like right on point there, because the thing is, if you think about our bodies, it's like the more chemicals you put in your body, the worse your body is. That goes for medications. It goes for foods. It goes for people you surround yourself with, the environment that you live in. Like, I don't care where you are. If you have a bunch of toxic negative things that are constantly surrounding you, regardless of like, if you are taking medication, even if you don't have a chronic disease, that is not healthy at all. And so, you know, I mean, like backstory on my story, kind of, you know, I was, I was misdiagnosed for six years with Crohn's disease, but pedal back before that, when I was 16 years old, my mom passed away. Two years later, my brother passed away. And three years after that, I got Crohn's disease. And then after that, it was like, I was battling up and down. It's like you say, I had this toxic environment. I had medications. I was in a job I hated. I had friends that I didn't trust. I had all this crap. Like I was in a relationship that really wasn't that great. And then I found out he cheated on me. Like it was just bad, 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 bad. So I cut ties. I started snipping everything out of my life. I left the city that I was raised in. I moved across the the whole country and I had landed in Alberta first, left my job, left my boyfriend, left my, left everything, all the people that I used to see. And like, there are, I still have some really amazing friends that live in Ottawa. I'm not going to say every, like, um, the people that are really near and dear to me are still of course near and dear to me sort of thing but anywho i did that and then it, the crazy thing was once i did that it was so relieving number one i felt like a totally different person but then it gave me the strength that when i wasn't happy i didn't stay in it for years and years and years i stayed in it for less than a year it's like i am out like i am so out and so, you know, when I, st- when I was in Alberta, I was in a very toxic job. I actually got attacked by a homeless person um, and it put me into a full-blown flare-up because of how stressful that was. And, um, and then I just, I quit. I was like, I hate this place. I hate my boss. I hate this job. I will never come back into this building, which is fine. Um, I got attacked by a homeless man. They did nothing about it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to move to the middle of nowhere and I'm going to do the one thing that I love to do, which is skiing. And I ended up packing all my stuff up once again. And I moved three hours away to this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of the Canadian Rockies. And I found the love of my life. I have a house here. I have a dog. Like my life is amazing. I don't, I'm on, I'm not on medications anymore. Like Mm -hmm. there's gotta be more information out there about how to surround yourself with positive things. Like I, I literally live in my dream right now. It's, it's crazy. And, and, and it's hard, it's hard to do that. But once I decided that my life was more important than the other people around me, then I started to get better. And, and I think that's, yeah. And I think that there are so many people out there that might be sick because they're not, they think that they're happy, but truly deep down, they're not happy. And so when we, you know, when you really, really, really think about it, it's like, okay, like, are you, are you happy in your relationship? Are you happy at your job? Are you like, really, truly deep down? Are you happy? And if you're not, it's like, then that's when you need to make a change, either work on your relationship and get it back to the point where you had that spark. Or, you know, if you don't want to quit your job, because it's a really good paying job, okay, well, work on the relationships within that career to make it a better place to go to. So, man, I'm on a rampage today. (laughs) I love it. 
Yeah, I'm just like going on and on and on. But anywho, it's I just think it's so important, especially especially for people with chronic illness, to surround yourself with positivity because it's that whole mind, body, soul connection, all that stuff. It's like, okay, you have okay, like say that your whole body, like you're really good, your spirit's awesome, you're like really grounded, super connected with your one, whatever it is, but then you're still surrounded by all that negativity. And guess what? That's not good. That's still not good. You need to have all of it. Take all the positivity because life is too short to surround yourself with negative stuff. End of story. End of story. I mean, that, that's, that's so true. And, and you know, if, if someone's listening to this and say, oh, well, that's really nice, but I can't pick up and leave my life and job and things, things like that. That's, yeah. that's not realistic for me. Well, what I would say to that is, mm-hmm make some small changes, have exactly. some tools, some tools yeah. within the structure and the environment. There can, you, you can find ways to help manage that. Yeah. And I find that definitely on the negative side, but very, very powerfully, when you start making small little changes mm-hmm. for the better, whether that is taking more time for yourself, maybe it's addressing sleep issues, making sure you're, you're getting better sleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's taking better care of your skin. Maybe it's doing something. When you start doing things like that, you get a little bit more of a resilience and you want to do something better in the next category. And then over time, if you start making positive changes and differences, I think at a certain point, then you kind of can step back and go, whoa, I am, what is around me is not serving me. And sometimes yes. you have to get to, you have to do the, you have to do the work changing out of a, out of a, out of a um, toxic situation and environment is not going to come handy with you for you, you know, your, your golden ticket to, to happiness. We have to do the work. We have to value and know that we are important enough to do that. And yeah. I'm hoping that voices and podcasts like the ones that we're doing have a little bit of that to put out there for people that maybe are not in that in mindset flow or they're not doing those things, but to hear the stories, to hear the experiences, to hear some of the tools and techniques and resources for them to want to make a change for themselves because it is, we are all so worth it and you don't need to having a chronic condition is miserable enough at times. Mm-hmm. Like we do not sugarcoat that. We know that we get no. that. So, but the rest of it, um, when you, when you start taking a look at improving all the other things, I'm, you know, so many times your, your, your health and your condition, it will improve because it is yeah. all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think kind of what you said in terms of like, what I did was pretty drastic. It was, it was a little overkill, but um, you're right. Making those really minor changes. If you have a problem at your job, go talk. Like if you have a problem with a person at your job, go talk to that person and make it work, you know, or maybe get a transfer within your, like a department, a different department or something like that. If you're unhappy at home, like counseling is a wonderful thing personally or for relationships or even if you have like if you don't like your mother-in-law and she hates you too go to counseling figure it out if you you know what i mean there are just so many resources in the world now that you shouldn't have to stay and settle 
in a negative situation, especially if you have a chronic illness, because that's just a cesspool for, to make your, to make your disease worse. It is. Um, because I truly believe that disease not only feeds on stress and negative energy, but negative energy attracts negative energy. And so it keeps you in a negative state of mind. And that's when it keeps your chronic illness worse. And it's like that cycle because it's so much easier to think of the negative for whatever reason. And I'm not a, I'm not a positive panda all the time too. Like I'm a pretty happy go lucky person, but like there are days when it's crazy. I will awfulize about all sorts of different things, but it's being able to be strong and have that mindset and say like, that's not real. That's a thought. So yeah. What I refer to is that I often describe it as what we focus on expands. Yes. So, and we can think of that too. I mean, times when we've been worried sick about something, let's say our partner is really late from coming home. We've expected them home at a certain time. Well, we start thinking, you know, all the worst. And before, you know, we're picking up the phone and like, where are you? And we like, are we in the hospital or like all this? And so we start focusing, you, you can, you'll feel different and you just go on Mm. and on. None of that's real. It's no, but we make, we can make things. Our thoughts are so freaking powerful. We Mm -hmm. can make anything into like such a big deal. And if we are focusing, like you said, on the negative stuff all all around it it just attracts and brings more of that mm-hmm. and you know there's a there's a better way and yeah. i think this this you know this this negativity and like is poison but making these changes and reaching for more and wanting that you become empowered yes and you become stronger and i think that that also is really helpful for when we go to our medical appointments Yes. Because sometimes we were talking before about having, being able to have the, uh, I always think that when we go to see our doctor, our specialist, whatever it is, I always think it should be a two-way conversation. And classically, especially, you know, maybe it's getting a little bit more and there are some really excellent doctors out there. However, there is often not a two-way conversation. It is like you were saying, they don't ask what what was your history? Tell me, tell me about what's going on in your life. Yeah. That doesn't tend to happen. And so we just, because all of this stuff is being, being fed at us. And I think it's frustrating. It's really frustrating as well to, if those types of questions aren't asked, mm-hmm. then everything is kind of looked at just like, Oh, your chronic condition. Great. So that means you are this, 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 and this, and yeah. therefore we treat you with this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. One of the most frustrating things throughout, so my chronic condition is rheumatoid arthritis. And anyone listening to this that has rheumatoid arthritis knows that when you go for your um, appointment, they do uh, a check to see, to gauge, how are you? Where are you going? And they do that on your hands because typically rheumatoid arthritis patients have a lot of activity in their hands. So every time I go, they, they check each knuckle, do all this, do all that. I've never had a problem with rheumatoid arthritis in my hands. Mine is in my knee, my shoulders, my ankle. So they will look at, they will say, looks good. Seems, don't see a lot of, and they're writing in their charts, you know, and it's just like, could we have a, could we maybe rewind and say, where 
which joints are active with inflammation for yeah. you right now. Where mm -hmm. are you experiencing right now? Instead of just, you know, I mean, that's, again, we're going on our ramps here, but it's important yeah. <laughs> not only to talk about that, but to maybe empower someone else to go in and to have the the courage, the moxie, the whatever, to be able to to speak up at our appointments and, and fight for the fact I'm an individual. I am just not a, it's not a cookie cutter um, situation. And you want to have a conversation about treatments and whether that part of it be medication, but I would also love it to be about lifestyle and about things like that, like have a treatment plan, not mm -hmm. just a prescription slip. Yes, exactly. And I think like you're, you're right on point there because I think that one of the problems that I think a lot of people have when it comes to going to their doctor's appointment is especially if they're new with their disease, like this is like when you've had the disease for about 10 years or more, then you are a veteran. Congratulations. You know how to talk to doctors more than likely. But mm -hmm. when you have a brand new disease and there's still people out there that still don't know how to t talk to doctors because number one, doctors are intimidating. They walk in there with their stethoscopes and their multi hundred thousand dollar degrees and whatever X, Y, Z. It's like, okay, great. We have to remember that we're the important ones in that meeting we are the ones that matter because it's about number one. It's about us. It's not about the doctor. And so the other thing too is doctors, like you say, they think instead of going down into the deep down nitty gritty stuff where, you know, it could be psychological, it could be this, it could be that X, Y, Z. They only look at the superficial stuff, the stuff that's right on top. Okay. You have this disease. Okay. This is how we're going to deal with it. And they also look at all diseases as a cookie cutter right? It's like, okay, you have Crohn's. Perfect. You're going to go on this and you're going to be fine in about six months. Call me when you're better, you know? And that's not the case. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm sure what you're doing, what you're doing because of the fact that we need to create this awareness that we're not cookie cutters. We're all individual. We're all very different. We don't even have the same dough. Like it's, it's so important to understand that so that when we go into our doctor's appointments, we can advocate and speak up for ourselves because that's the most important part. If the medication's not working, tell them. If you don't want to go on that medication, tell them. If you hate this and that, go ahead and tell them. You're not going to hurt their feelings. They don't care. They might want you to go on a medication because they might get more money on a certain medication. But you know what? If that medication doesn't work, don't take it. And I think like that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast as well is to give more strength to people to talk about what they want and what they need to get better, to advocate for themselves, to empower them to speak up because there are so many people suffering in silence on medication that might not be working, that don't know how to talk about what they're dealing with, that are afraid to talk to the doctors because they're so intimidating. So and that's, that's again, going back to the white coat syndrome. Like it's mm -hmm. doctors are your friends. They're not your, I don't know. They're not, they're not people like they're just people too. They just have a different job than you. That's all it is. That's all they are. Absolutely. And by bringing this awareness and educating from the patient side of things is, is going to be so helpful. Like there are going to be people here that are listening and going like, yeah, I am going to do that. I'm, I'm going to 
um, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to be, you know, feel comfortable enough to ask the questions that are, that are important to me. And so throughout the chronic illness community, if more and more people are listening to podcasts like this, are doing their own research and are showing up a little differently at their appointments, the effect of that is going to also be bringing awareness and education to the doctors and healthcare professionals because it's their things have to change in order for there to be to be a change and we have to drive that it's not it has to come from the patient community and Mm -hmm. that's why all the patient advocacy that folks like you and i do is really important because we are the voice for the patients we are trying you're when like when you bring people on your onto your podcast you're giving them a platform to share their to share their story plain and simple not to share their story and then to be given the the solution or the or or the situation but to when and when we do start talking about it we become you know you we you kind of have to learn how to you don't have a lot of time when you go to the doctor's office you know, those appointments are, are quick. So yeah. l- learning, the more we hear about things, conversations like this, the more that we have these discussions, the more that we create more and more patient advocates around the world, we in turn will be helping to make a change in how healthcare is delivered because yeah. people, we want, we want more just like once upon a time, there was only one type of eggs you could get in the grocery store. There was yep. not the awareness for all the free range, free run, organic, cage free. Now that like, you know, those things that happened because people became educated and informed. People demanded and wanted better. And that's how you make change. You recognize mm-hmm. where there's a gap and where something needs to change. And we, the people, I mean, it, that's, it's so, so important. And our health needs to be in our, our hands. We need to be able to feel, feel comfortable enough to sometimes have some, maybe some, and these conversations are not always going to be easy. No. I've, had, I've, had a, I've had a few, you know, challenging ones, but it's so worth it. It's really, really worth it. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, you're so right when you when you say that it's up to us to change the medical medical system, right? Like the system now is honestly failing so many people, so many people that are suffering for such a long time because of this strict like okay, this is your sick, this is your solution. That's not the case. If this is, if this is your sick, okay, well, we need to figure out why and, and what works for you kind of thing. And I think that, you know, one of the best things that helped me when I was really sick and when I wasn't really advocating for myself, because again, I was afraid of my doctors because I wrote things down and I would read them to them. And I found that whenever whenever they were taking control of the conversation and they were saying things that I didn't like, it's like, okay, well, you just have to retake over the, con- the control, you know, because that time is about you. And I think that the more people, the more people with chronic illness and the more we take control of those meetings, of those conversations, fine, you still only have those 15 minutes, but at least that's your 15 minutes, not their 15 minutes, right? And that's what's going to make a huge change 
if we start demanding, okay, well, I want to go on this medication because it's, I think it'll work for my body type because nobody knows your body like you know your body. Nobody. And so the doctor can say to you, oh, I don't think it's going to work. That's fine. Just tell them, well, if you don't think it's going to work, I do think it's going to work and I want to try it because it's your body. It's up to you. And the more people that are going to advocate like that and the more people that are going to start demanding things like that because of the fact that it's our bodies it's not i don't care they have the education that's fine we have the internet we have Mm -hmm. just as much education as they do because i don't know about you sandra but like when i got crohn's disease i not only read every single article about crohn's disease how it affects people i also went back to school and got my nutrition certification because i was so interested in what I needed to do in order to get healthy. So if you think about it that way, any single person with a chronic illness probably has almost the same knowledge about that disease as their doctor does. So that's one of the reasons why it's, you know, we're going to change the way the medical system is because they're not the only ones with the education now we do right. too and we have the we have the ability to so we have the the knowledge from what we're living and we mm-hmm. have the ability to to go into research and to do our own looking up for things like yeah. the side effects or whatever you made a really good point that i want to circle back on and there's was the suggestion of making a list and taking that in with mm-hmm. you and that is that's a really really simple and helpful tool it'll allow you to before you go in figure out, well, what is important to me and what do I want to address? And mm-hmm. those appointments, they can be, I, they can, they can be uh, intimidating and you yeah. might not remember or there's brain fog or pain or who knows what's going on. Exactly. Having a list that you can refer to. Also, it shows that you are taking, taking, a, taking an, a, an active role. Now, I wouldn't print out pages and pages from the internet of your supporting no. documents and things that's not <laughs> no. that's not going to that's, that's not, not going help. to gain you, um you're not there's no time for that and that's no. not going to gain, gain you the respect for lack of a better word from that healthcare practitioner no. because that's that's very very different but communicating with some really well thought out points talking points mm-hmm. that you yes. like that you want to to bring up and understanding the reasons why, and then the goal should be to have a to have a dialogue, and I think that that you know that's a really that's a really good first step. When you're first when you're first diagnosed, it is it might be challenging, but I think it's so so important that we have a better sense and understanding. And I, I often refer to you know, when someone, when someone's expecting, when they're about to carry a baby and, and, and del- deliver a child into this world, they do a lot of research. They prepare, they look yeah. into it, they look for <laughs> books, they find, yeah. they try to get their mind, body, and soul ready for that. They take an active role. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Yes, of course, and of course, bringing a baby into this world is important, but baby you yourself us here right now we are so important and it's something we get we get a a diagnosis i would say that turn light light a fire get 
involved, understand the role that you play. And if you don't think that you play a role in how you're going to, to help manage your symptoms and anything like that, then you're missing, you need to play a role, you should play a role. And it's, um, it's so important. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like you say, like you're in the driver's seat, right? Like if you don't take a role in your own health and you're leaving your health in someone else's hands, and that's incredibly risky because they don't know you. They don't know how you're feeling. I think one of the biggest things for us with a disease, you know, we have the passion to not only research about our disease, we have the passion to know everything we want to know in order to get healthy, right? Because I don't know about you, Sandra, but I'm pretty sure that you don't like living in pain. I don't like living in pain. I don't know any single other person on this planet that I have met so far that likes living in pain. And so when we, you know, like take control of ourselves, we take control of our health, we take control of these doctor's appointments, we take control and be become empowered and, and be, be a part of the chronic community as well, because, you know, it helps to talk to other people with the same disease as you. It helps to talk to other people with disease, period, because they understand what you're feeling, what you're going through. And, you know, a lot of doctors that are, you know, a lot of specialists, for example, they don't have these diseases. They just have a passion for what they are, for the science, for the medicine, for everything around it, you know, but they don't, they've never lived it before. They don't know what a Crohn's disease flare-up is. They don't know what an arthritis flare-up is. Maybe they do, but, you know, so that's, that's the other thing too, that we always have to keep in mind when we go to these doctor's appointments is they don't know. They really don't know how it feels. They don't know. That's why I think it's so important if you, so, you know, on my podcast, I've had a lot of really complicated diseases come through and be like, like I had a lady with Crohn's disease that literally she didn't show up on blood tests. She didn't show up on ultrasound. She didn't show up at all on any type of scan or anything the only way that it showed active Crohn's is when they scoped her mm. so you know she had to go through doctors and doctors and doctors and doctors and doctors because she's like I'm sick can someone please tell me what's wrong like I am sick you know but because she didn't have the classic mm -hmm. the classic like medical signs of Crohn's disease like oh well if you have Crohn's disease you have an elevated CRP your CRP is normal my CRP is normal when I'm flaring it's just the way that I am but they still test me every single time I have a flare oh we're going to check your CRP levels make sure they're normal I'm like great they're going to be normal you know mm -hmm. but when as and as you live with the chronic illness that you have you're going to start to know these things about your body. And it's pretty frustrating when you go to like a new medical team and you're like, okay, well, this is my Crohn's disease, but I have X, Y, and Z. That's a little bit different about me. Could you please just listen to me and not question me about it? And then they do question you because they don't believe you. <sighs> but, you know, having the passion towards researching and, and understanding your disease is huge towards your healing because of the fact that the doctors don't know what it's like. They just don't. And, and, everybody has a very unique case regardless of what the chronic illness they have um, mm -hmm. because no person is the same and, and we're not, we're not cookie cutter people at all. <laughs> so. No, and I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to think that things will change and evolve. I had 
a conversation with some research, uh, a scientist was doing some research on including the aspect of checking in with mental health for people that have a chronic condition. And they're talking about how this is new research, that it hasn't been done previously because, you know, rightly so, it's gone for symptoms and disease activity for whatever that condition may be. But now, the fact that I know that research is actually being done in the area of mental health and anxiety and depression for those that have chronic illness, that is wonderful. The fact that it's new and we're in 2020 is, I'm not going to bash it, it's good news. It is really <laughs> yeah. good news because- A little late, but- <laughs> Well, but you know, and perhaps- perhaps voices and, and, and people that have been able to talk, talk about this, because sometimes that's a con that can be a conversation that either from the patient side or the medical side, they kind of tippy-toe around it. They don't really want to acknowledge mental health issues when they're, that's not yeah. their specialty. It's their, their for the physical condition. But mm -hmm. like just about every time we talk, and I think when we started this conversation, mind body the connection is so important so i'm encouraged that those sorts of things are starting to happen and so mm -hmm. more and more like just keep, keep at it everyone let mm -hmm. let people know how you're feeling not just how it feels but how you're feeling yeah and because it's um it's that that's important too yeah and I think that you're so right when it comes to mental wellness. Um, when you have a chronic illness and you're in pain on a regular basis, or you have a chronic illness that directly affects your brain, it's so important to be honest with not only yourself, but with your doctors and with other people around you so that they understand what state of mind that you're in. Because it's so easy to go from a good day to a really bad day when it comes to mental health. And... I think that especially with the, you know, the Bell Let's Talk mental health and the, the more awareness of mental health, I think that it's becoming more of a normal thing. And I think that it goes hand in hand with chronic illness, that it's still something that's a little bit um, tough to talk about or for whatever reason, it's still that like, oh... You, you know, almost like the elephant in the room kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as it becomes more and more prevalent and more and more talked about and understood in society, more and more people are going to come out and say, okay, well, I have a chronic illness and I also have mental, mental illness as well, because a lot of them are right hand in hand. And mm -hmm. so, but it's so important to have a, a good mental state of mind when you have a chronic, chronic disease, because that's how you're going to heal. It's one of the parts of healing. So I, I think that's huge. And I think you're so right that it's just going to get, keep getting better and better and better from here on in for sure. And we play, we play a role in that. Um, all of us do as, yep. as patients, as content creators, like how yep. cool is it to be able to have an opportunity to meet with other people that are either living their own experience through their health challenges or to talk to um, 
people that are offering different healing modalities and things that yeah. things that people can tap tap into and and to to try. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I do too. And I'm I'm really excited for you and what you're doing. I think that's going to be amazing, and I think it's going to be a, a platform that other people need to listen to if they're suffering or if they're dealing with disease, even if they're not dealing with disease. I mean, like healing and and empowerment and all that stuff is just stuff that we need on a regular basis in our lives. Yeah. I mean, like one of my, um, from my radio show, my tagline is you don't need to be chronically ill to want to be chronically well. Like you don't have yep. to, the <laughs> way to be, to be well and to be healthy, striving for, and being in pursuit of that. Um, that's, that's a menu option that's available for everybody. It's yes. just maybe a little bit more crucial when you are dealing also with some other health challenges, but that yeah. that's, um, it, it's important for all of us. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Cool. I'm excited to be able to start sharing within my platforms and my community, getting the word out that you offer that vehicle and that platform for people to come and tell your story, tell their story. And when we're talking about meeting with uh, meeting with Becky and having a conversation to tell your story. You don't have to be a podcaster or be a professional speaker. Like it's that's it's not. You're, we're not out there looking looking for talent. We're looking for real individuals, just just like ourselves, just yeah. like people to come and the power. I mean, I would like to really encourage people. It goes. I think there's, it's it's twofold. It feels amazing to be able to tell your story and it can honestly help so many people because yes. we're not like it's we're not you know all from the same batch of cookies we're not all cookie cutter versions but there are commonalities there are common threads and personally on my journey i love learning little tidbits or techniques or even just an idea from hearing someone else talk about how how they navigated through something, what was successful, or even sometimes what was a stumbling block for them. It can really, it, we, we help empower and teach everyone when we talk about what is truly authentically going on with us. And I think it's also, like you, you mentioned, safe space. It's, it's okay to be, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, to yeah. be able to tell and share that. And that's actually, People really, really resonate when they can hear someone and you can tell when someone's speaking authentically from, from, mm -hmm. from the heart and from their experience. Yeah. And I, I, I was just about to say, you know, being vulnerable, it's a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. And I think that's just something that's totally misunderstood because the more open you are about who you are and what you've gone through in life, the more number one lives you can change because you give other people hope, you give other people understanding towards your, what you're going through. And also um, it gives them the opportunity to be vulnerable as well, because we're all on this planet to help each other out. It might not seem like that every once in a while, especially with politics and money and whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, I'm doing what I'm doing to help people. You're doing what you're doing to help people. You know, it's just you know, we, we need each other to get through, to get through everything, really. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. And 
when we do find, when we find a, a connection, whether it's in an online community or through conversations or even through listening through podcasts, you can get a real sense of community and, and belonging and hearing that. And that's, that's important because you're not alone in this. We are all here, like you say, like on the planet to support one another and to, to recognize and validate that just because mm -hmm. you are someone that may have a chronic condition or an illness, you're, you're so valid. You're so important. You are not yes. in any way less than and one by one let's educate the world like like it's there should be there's there's still there's so much good going on but there's still so much so much work to be done and yeah. communicating and talking and conversations like this i think are i think are uh, a step in the right direction yes i i totally totally agree and i think that you know, especially with all the bad things that are happening in the world today, this is what people need. They need hope and they need a chance to not only talk about what they've gone through, but listen that they're not alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandra. It was lovely having you back on the podcast and I will make sure that all of your contact descriptions are in the podcast as well. Description. All of your, all of your contact details are in the podcast description. There we go. <laughs> And I will do the same. Um, this is uh, this is really neat connecting and being able to to do podcasts together and help yeah. promote and bring bring awareness to um, to each other's platforms. So yeah, thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you as well. And um, I'll be sure to get connected with some people. And if I think that they'd be a good a candidate for your podcast, I'll send them your way because I think. The more we can lift each other up, the more we, awareness we can bring about chronic illness and, and, and hopefully, you know, make those small ch like changes to change the medical system, to change the way that people uh, see chronic illness and that sort of thing. So 100%, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. We're already doing it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for your time and your advice. I'll be sure to add in all of your contact details in the podcast description and be sure to check out her Chronically Driven podcast. That's the title there. So follow her, follow me, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye.